Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. In today's episode, John and Mark will be talking about part one of life transitions. We hope you find this content both helpful and encouraging. So let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. We are so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, We are going to be talking about transitions today, and uh, I am going to be really excited to hear what Mark has to say. Uh, He has worked in the Middle East helping transition people uh, that are missionaries in and out of cultures. But you know, uh, you may be moving, but whether you're actually making a move in a transition or just you're going through a season in life, We're going to spend the next couple weeks talking about how important it is to transition, to see the hand of God. You know, in the book of Daniel, it says this, is that God, he is the God over the seasons in life. And that's spring, you know, summer, winter, fall, but it's also the seasons that we walk through in life. So I really uh, hope and pray that this is meaningful to you. Uh, Mark, thanks for being here uh, uh, and sharing some of your wisdom when it comes to these areas of transition and being a missionary in the Middle East. Um... What do you say to people who are transitioning? Well, I mean, I have walked a lot of people through this, but I think even more importantly, I've just walked through a lot myself. I mean, my goodness, over the last six months, you and I have transitioned. (laughs) I mean, you know, we were six months ago, we were doing different jobs in different places, (laughs) you know, so it's been a season of transition for both of us. So, you know, not only is this a theoretical exercise for us this has been a very personal one yeah so you know as i would help missionaries who are leaving family leaving home culture coming to a different place i just kind of help walk them through that process and in my own life i kind of latched on to a, an acronym yeah graft g-r-a-f-t and it became really helpful to me so today if you want to we can talk about that I love uh, talking about graphs. It's great to have an acronym. It kind of helps you to remember things, and and it, and it's and it's really unique as well because the graft will be a process, and transitioning is all about a process. It's about processes processes that we go through. And sometimes I don't know if you're watching today if this applies to you or not, but it certainly does for me. Is sometimes in the middle of transitions, I'm going. God, where are you at? Uh, but that may be the times that he's moving in the greatest ways. So uh, so give us the graph. What is G? Well, you've already nailed it. It's okay. God. Right. So it's invite God into every transition. Yep. You know, the, 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 you know, there's two different kinds of basic transitions. Mm-hmm. One is the one you want, and the other one is the one you don't want. You know, like, there. yeah, exactly. You know, you got a new job that you're excited about. You're moving to a new city that you're excited about. You're you're moving from single to married. You know, all you're moving from, uh, you know, no children to parenthood. Those yep. are all exciting transitions. Now, they're still energy requirement and they're they can have challenges associated with yep. them, but they're positive. Yep. But there's also the person who's going from married to single. Yeah. From healthy to sick. Yeah. You know, to employed to unemployed. Yep. And so those are negative transitions. And so we want to make sure that we understand that while God may not be the source mm-hmm. of every transition, he can be invited 
in Absolutely. every transition. And you know, most of those that you just mentioned were for young people, but you know, even elderly people go through times of transition. Uh, and you go through transitions as a, with grandparents to grandchildren, uh, to maybe either losing a spouse or uh, becoming physically uh, uh, unable to perform things that you could do before. So transitions are just apart from the cradle, basically to the grave is just full of one transition a- a- after another. And like you're saying, when you invite God to be in the middle of it, uh, you, you you really can learn and grow through those times of transitions. Absolutely. You can grow. And, you know, the scripture is very clear that God's a constant source of comfort and yep. encouragement. Absolutely. And so inviting God into the process prevents us from being overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, we may be stressed, we may be anxious, but when we cast our cares yep. on him, we are opening up doors of seeing God work in miraculous ways, not only in our circumstances, but in our hearts. Yeah. So, you know, is this true? I don't know if this if this is applies to you, probably most of humanity, but um I think most of us like safe and comfortable and then God is always in the process of moving us out of safe and comfortable. And so that requires a transition. So for us to move from the places that we were to grow to the things that he wants to grow in, that that requires a transition. So uh, who else would we want in the middle of that except for God himself to lead us and direct us through those times of transition? Absolutely. And this kind of takes us to point two, which yep. is R, which stands for reconciliation. Mm, and the reason I say it invites God, we need to invite God into the process is because this piece can be a little bit painful. Mm. So the idea is, is that when we're going to move from one place to the other, we need to make sure that we leave well. Yep. And if there's relationships that we need to work on, things that yep. we need to be reconciled yep. to, we need to deal with those before we move on. And here's why. Because bad relationships are like luggage. We may move to another location, but we're going to take the luggage with us. 100%. And so, you know, it's like the same guy that's going to be in this other place is going to be the person we left behind. So we start superimposing our bad relationships on people in our next setting. So we need to be reconciled with other people before we leave. Yeah, Mark, that's really good. Being a pastor for, you know, 20 some years, um, the one you you come across so many people who have been in in relationships or have been hurt or broken or found themselves in places that they didn't like where they were at and rather than processing through it and dealing with it they tend to carry and some people carry it all the way through life and then it affects every relationship that they come into so that you know having god as a part of it and then reconciling those emotions and feelings as you go through those times is such an important part of the transition process. Yeah, at least it has been for us. And yeah. we've discovered that when we do that and we make it an intentional part of it, yeah. then it's just so healthy, yeah. you know, which takes us, you know, to the next side, which is also relational. So like reconciliation maybe is dealing with negatives. Mm-hmm. The next one is the A, which stands for affirmation. Mm. And so it's the opposite of, you know, we're not looking at negatives. We're looking at positives. So we're thinking of this place that I'm getting ready to leave. Who are the people who made my life more rich? Who are the people that invested in me? 
You know, who are my deepest relationships in this area? And I want to be intentional about affirming them and saying thank you for what you did for me. Yeah, no, that both of those really work together so well. They absolutely do. Um, I remember our first week on the mission field. Um, we we had just built a brand new house in America. We wound up going onto the mission field, myself and my wife and our two kids. And uh, the first house that we lived in, there's black mold like uh, like around in the the room that we're sleeping at. And my wife is literally, you know, crying as we're going to sleep. And and it, and it was just that whole thing of. Not just the, you know, that we're transitioning, but the just how hard it was in those moments emotionally because you've left so much behind. But if you fast forward eight years later, we're walking away with some of the most uh, wonderful, amazing friends in Ireland that you could imagine that we love to this day. We'll be spending some time with them here in a few weeks and being able to stop at the end of it and go, God, thank you for this last season in our life and the good things that you've done. Yeah, and you just hit upon something that's really important, John, because you mentioned that it's not just about us. Yeah. When we are transitioning, we're also leaving behind Mm -hmm. other people. And we need to consider that what's our move going to do to them? You know, so if if we've got these positive relationships in our life and we're leaving, not only are we going to have this void in our life where they used to be, but they're going to have a void. Yeah. And so, you know, that affirmation process is a way of helping to bring sort of temporary closure. Yeah. You know, we're not saying goodbye forever, but we are saying, you know, bye for now. Yeah. And it helps us keep our relationships alive when we leave well. You know, as you're talking there, one thing that just kind of is striking in my mind, you know, sometimes we think that when we go through transitions and God is doing new things in our life, it's a it's about obedience. And I'm, I think that there's some of that, that God's saying, hey, will you go here? Will you do this? Or will you walk with me through this transition? Uh, but I would probably say most of the time, those transitions have to do with people and relationships, mm-hmm. the people that God brings into your life and even what it mean, what those relationships mean. And some of those can be really great relationships. And some of those, I mean, I've been in times where I'm struggling because, it, you know, if you've changed a job or you've gone to a new place in life or you've moved and all of a sudden you're having to deal with people that are very frustrating, that can be difficult. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the maybe relationship issues, whether it's good or difficult, that really maybe has identified in your life or someone that you know in, in relationships as you transition? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe here's a an example. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it at the beginning, we invite God into every transition. Well, yeah. when both personally and I've walked with other people who, when they were leaving America to go and serve on the mission field, they discovered that, you know, people in their family that they cared about the most, sometimes parents, siblings, whatever, they weren't exactly excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we were leaving, you know, the safety of America and going to a part of the world that most Americans look at and go, why would you want to go there? Don't you know it's dangerous? You know, that sort of thing. I'll never forget. I had, we had one lady come up to us one time and she said at that time we had two very, very small yeah. children. I, I think our daughter was two and our son was less than one. And she said, 
Are you going to take these kids with you to the Middle East? <laughs> no, <laughs> not no. leaving them behind. <laughs> no, what am I going to do? Put them in an orphanage? Of course, I'm taking them with me. You well, know? and particularly is grandparents. Well, like, that's when it, his grandparents right is like, you're taking my my grandbabies where? And and then and I don't know if you've heard this, but you know, people said this when we're going on the mission field. Well, there's enough people in America that need to be saved. Why are you taking your family over there? And you're like, well. Because over there, they don't have a gospel witness at all. Yeah, and, so. and of course, that's that's the other part of bringing God into the, every transition. Yeah. But, you know, what we have discovered is two things that are important. So when we get negative emotions from people related to our transition, yeah. remember that the motivation behind even their negative rem- emotions is love. Oh, yeah. You know, if you were telling somebody you were leaving— and they just looked at you and went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> it says a whole lot. So even if somebody is sort of stressed or negative or, you know, not exactly encouraging about your transition, sometimes it's really important to remind ourselves that the reason for that emotion mm. is that they're going to miss us. Yeah, no doubt. And so to keep that in mind helps you to be more full of grace yeah. in the process and so we found that to be really helpful. In our family, we had some family members that were really not happy about where we were going. And yeah. we, God gave us grace. We, we didn't compromise on what the Lord had said to mm-hmm. us, but we gave them the grace to express their emotions because yeah. that's important. I mean, feelings are meant to be felt. So yeah. they expressed their emotions. We listened to them. We didn't try to defend ourselves. Yeah. We just listened and said, you know, we're we we're always going to be there. We're always going to love you. We're going to do everything we can to stay in touch. And it took some time, but now those people are like our biggest advocates. Wow, wow, that's great. Yeah, and you guys have been to some pretty dangerous places. So you know, and it's just a good connection there that it is obedience and it is relationships uh, because sometimes those two can really be tied together because the greatest obedience isn't you know just going to a place, but it's the relationships that may leave behind. So what is our next one? F, is it? No. Yep. So G-R-A-F is yeah. for farewell. Oh, so good. farewell is a little bit different than you. You might think, well, isn't that what R and A are? Because they're, <laughs> they're farewell relationally. Mm-hmm. This case, we're talking about farewell related to a setting. Very good. So you moved here from Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. And you moved here... In the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you move from a beautiful place, you know, with palm trees Mm -hmm. and pretty warm weather Mm -hmm. in the wintertime to lots of snow, you know. And I know, you know, you have sports things you like to do and all that. You loved your home. Yep. You know, so sometimes I think it's important that we give ourselves permission for two things. One, we need to give ourselves permission to have fun. Before yeah. we leave. So what are the things that you really enjoy doing? Yeah. Go do them again. There you go. You know, and then the other one is we need to give ourselves permission to mourn. Yeah. You know, we're going to miss this place. Yeah, I'm going to miss this home. Yeah. I'm going to miss whatever, whatever the, yeah. you know, I'm going to miss taking walks out on, you know, next to the river or out on the ocean in Jacksonville, you know, yeah. no, no oceans near us here. So, you know, Acknowledging those things, giving yourself permission to mourn, giving your permission, yourself permission to say goodbye. Yeah. And so I think that's really important. And 
I know that you know this, but it's probably it's always been important for me to remind myself that my transitions also involve my family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always do this really well when my children were younger. You know, I can be pretty task oriented. Yeah. And so when I'm, you know, you're doing something like a trans a move, you know, you got a to-do list. Yep. And and the to-do list things are not relational. Well, they're not let me make sure my daughter has quality time with her friends in their favorite places before we say goodbye. Yeah. You know, before we leave. And so the more time you have on the front end, the better. But the biggest key for me, I've discovered, is intentionality. Yep. And would would you agree with this, too, is that different people, depending on your personality and who you are, there's probably things that you would miss more than than others. Um, Some people, you know, are more tied to homes. I know uh, for myself and my wife, I mean, we had a moment we said, you know, kind of that goodbye to our house. Uh, it wasn't as big of a thing for me, but it was literally after we said our goodbye, then my my wife was like, now can you give me a few minutes by myself? <laughs> because she's she's a nester and, yeah. and, and her personality gets more tied into this is my home and my nest. And it was more difficult for her to say goodbye to the home and then be introduced to a new home. And, and just different people saying goodbye to different things can really can really be challenging. And so um, so I don't know if you could speak to that, like with, with your own family. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, you and I know have known each other for a long time. And, you know, you, you've known my wife longer than I've known my yeah. wife, you know. And so but one of the things that's interesting is, you know, my wife and you care, have a similar background and you're both military kids. Right. You know, and so she went to eight schools in 12 years. Yeah. You know, so we were overseas living in our first house, an apartment we were living in. And I remember it like going from year three to year four. She looked at me one day and she said, I have now lived in this house longer than any place I've ever lived in my entire life. That's crazy. So transitions are like built in yeah. to her DNA. Yep. You know. I lived in the exact same house the entire time. I went to the same elementary school for six years with a lot of the same people. Then junior high for three years, high school for three years, same house, never moved. I mean, like the first time I moved was when I left home, you know, (laughs) so like you and your wife have very different backgrounds. My wife and I have very different backgrounds, except the roles are sort of switched. And so I tend to be the one who sort of attaches to locations more than than my wife does. And so I think it's important that we take our own personalities into place. And then, of course, if we're transitioning with children, that we be students of their personalities. Because what one kid needs is not what the other kid needs. And not every kid shows their emotions equally. I remember we have one child who he was older at the time. He was in his teen years, later teens even. And I remember one day we were having a conversation and he was very transparent. He said, mm-hmm. I know you guys don't think I am emotional because I don't show emotions. Mm-hmm. He said, but don't confuse not showing emotions with not having them. Oh, very good. And I was like, wow, very profound coming from you know a young person like that. Yeah. But that helped me because just because somebody's not showing emotions doesn't mean they don't have them. No, I'd, you know, I could probably list out all the mistakes I've made as a father. Uh, probably one of my biggest is because transitions do come natural to me. 
um, I did not always take the proper time with my kids to help them work through mm. transitions. And, you know, if you're a missionary kid, transitions are just constant. It's a way of life. And yeah. uh, whereas, uh, you know, some people just, um, you know, have more of an aptitude for going through transitions. Um, you know, I might say this as well. Like we're talking a lot about moving from one location to another or house or those kind of moves. But, you know, transitions are constantly happening in our life, whether it's a move or it could just be going from one job to another or one church to another or one place in life to another. And so for some people, transitions go smoother. And then for other people, they really struggle with um, transitions. I don't know if uh, how much do you think that a personality has um, is dependent upon how people transition. It, it certainly it certainly does make a difference, you know, because for one of the biggest issues I think about is when you're going mm-hmm. from one place to another or if, whether it's, you know, in the same town or you mentioned mm-hmm. church, moving from one church to another, we all need to be in community. Yes. You know, so extroverts tend to, you know, go out and connect quickly. Right. But if you're an introvert, moving from one place, church to another church can be extremely painful sure. because it took you years yep. to form those relationships. And then, and you know, the energy that went in to forming mm-hmm. those relationships, because it's not something that comes natural to you. Yep. So, you know, that can be a very painful, very draining process. So that's personality. I think there's also just a lot about what's your background. Yeah. My wife is an introvert. Yeah. And so making those new relationships can be harder for her but she's got so many years of experience yeah. doing it. It comes makes it easier, yeah. you know. So I think it's both personality and background. Yeah, and an encouragement to introverts as well. My wife tends to be the same, but they don't have as many friends. So I'll find myself having more friends. But the depth of the friendships, a lot of times that introverts develop, are much deeper and long lasting. So even you know right now. You know, my wife still has great friends from the place that we've moved that she stays in in contact with all the time because those relationships are really deep. I do as well, but I find introverts really latch into relationships that can last, you know, over the years, even through transitions. Yep, I agree. Is it okay if I nail the last one? Absolutely. Number five. Think destination. Yep. So that's when you start the planning process, you know. And, and it's not the checklist sort of thing. It's more of the what can we do once we arrive mm. to really get grafted in? Yeah. You know, I love the idea of, you know, gardening and grafting, that whole idea of you take one plant, you graft it into another. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about. We want to become yeah. fully alive in our next destination. 100%. So whether it's requires a geographic move or it's a change of community, it's a change of job, whatever, what do we need to do to be our best self in that next context? And so I think that's when we think destination, you know, so if you're moving from one place to another, what's fun to do here? (laughs) You know, it's easy when you're moving and you got the checklist, you know, but it's important to say, okay, we've got a lot of work to do on Saturday. But we're going to give ourselves a few hours to find out what's fun in this area and we're going to go do it. Yeah, that's great. You know, so I think that when you think destination, you think of it from and when we think destination, almost like, you know, you, when we hear that term, we think like vacations. Right. What would it be like when you're moving to another place to think 
if I could come here for a vacation, what would I do? Yeah. And then do those things. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, I have, you know, especially when we moved to Ireland, because there's, there's so many beautiful places. But at, at the beginning, my kids struggled so much mm-hmm. because the culture's just different. And so, you, you know, we would try to do fun things. But we just moved from, like, Florida where there's Disneyland. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, look at these beautiful rocks. And they're like... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where's the beach at? You know, which they have beautiful beaches, but 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 those transitions can it can be difficult to find those places, especially in 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 those those new places. So the destination is sometimes those things can be difficult, especially if you're going you know from a place of health to dealing with sickness. Uh, when I think in the scriptures of like David going from a place where he's, you know, defeated Goliath and now he's running to hide in a cave, you know, in those moments, and I know you're talking about fun, but like, so, so when you're going into something like that, how does that apply in finding that, that next destination? What did David just take? For instance, he's now in a cave and everybody's abandoned him and he's by himself. That had to be a difficult transition. So how, how would this apply to somebody this going through a really difficult time. Well, you remember the story in the scriptures where David is going off with these his some of his men for a raid, and while he's away, others come in and yeah. capture his wives and his kids and the stuff and everything. When David goes back, people are upset. And they're ready, actually, to, stone they're ready him. to stone him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What does it say there? It says David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's right. Yeah. That's where yeah. we you know, if, if I had to do anything in this uh, with this acronym, I would say it'd be like G G A G A R because it's always go back to God. Yep. It's always in every step of the process, invite God into the transition. Yeah. Because I think that's what's important. Because even when these are unwanted transitions, and let's face it, a lot of our transitions in life are unwanted. You yep. and I both have experienced that. One hundred percent. And I will say this just, you know, as you're you're talking about that, um, I think that transitions and being in those moments where you're uh, you're in a place where you feel vulnerable, you feel alone. You're like, God, where are you at in this moment? But I will say some of the greatest growth moments in my life have been those times that I feel that. But I go to the Lord and his presence seems so much more rich. I'm I'm sure David is in that cave and wherever, you know, nobody else is there. And like you're saying, he encourages himself in the Lord. But in those moments, the presence of God had to be so rich and so good. And I think that in those vulnerable times can be some of the greatest moments through those transitions that God challenges us and moves us into deeper places. Uh, I'm sure, you know, would you like to reflect on that? Yeah, I I was just thinking as you were saying that, John, I think part of for my own life, in order to find joy and happiness in the next place, it also took an act of faith of letting go of the path, you know, of, of the previous place, not forgetting it. Yeah. Understanding that it helped form me and who I am and lots of good and probably not so good memories, depending on, you know, context and time. But when I have to let go of something to be able to embrace something else. And so that requires an act of faith. But if you believe God can be. Last time we talked about restoration, 
So yeah. even when a transition happens for a less than positive reason, we believe God can restore and bring joy Amen. and bring purpose out of that. So the key is always just inviting God into every step of the process. Yeah. No, I think that that's probably, you know, something both of us in a lifetime of, you know, in serving God in full-time ministry, but people may be watching today that they're not really in full-time ministry and they've not gone to be a missionary, but the same God is still with them through transitions, no matter how great or small or difficult, or maybe to others it doesn't seem like a big deal. I actually think there's maybe somebody watching today and you're going through a transition and you're finding it really difficult, but maybe, you know, you go, I don't know why it's as difficult as it is. Um, I just want to encourage you today. If you're going through a transition, uh, Mark and I, we're going to pray for you. And we want to believe God that as you go through and maybe you're saying farewell to some things, whether they're good or bad, uh, that you process it uh, through it in in such a way that you really find the joy and the peace and the love of God. Because the ultimate gain, the ultimate work that Jesus wants to produce in in those moments is that we have a new revelation of his glory. Because he's not just putting us through transitions uh, because he's being comical and he's in heaven, you know, sort of snickering and laughing to see how we struggle through transitions. He has a purpose for it, and that purpose is to work out a a weightier measure of his glory in our lives. So we're going to pray for you right now. If you're there, we just want to uh, let the God of heaven begin to move in these new seasons in your life. Father God, we love you today, and I thank you, Lord, uh, for Mark and Amy and the life that they've lived and the, uh, the places that they have seen you do incredible things on the missions field. And God, I thank you for the wisdom that, that, that Mark has been able to share today about transitions. And Lord, there may be people watching today that are going through transitions uh, on their own. And Lord, today they feel uh, maybe vulnerable. Maybe they feel like, you know, God, where are you at in the midst of the, the transitions that I'm going through? Lord, I pray that they would sense your presence and the fullness of your glory and your joy and your peace as they walk through some of those very difficult times that are involved with transitions. And Lord, we believe you, God, to work out the greater measure of your glory in their life. We love you today. We thank you, God, for helping to lead us through this podcast. And I pray that your name would be honored and glorified. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for Truth and Grace with uh, John and Mark. I hope you have a great day and join us next week as we continue talking about transitions in life. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. I hope you were as encouraged as I was. Join us next time as we will be discussing part two of Life Transitions to help you live, love, and lead in a broken world. 